Hi, I'm Dr. Sonia Whitaker, host of the Sonia Whitaker Podcast 2.0. You and I know that the black community carries a high burden from type 2 diabetes and that diabetes brings with it a higher risk for heart disease and stroke. Heart disease is the number one killer of women and nearly 50,000 African-American women die from the disease each year. Nearly 50% of black women ages 20 and older have heart disease and only 50% of African-American women know the signs and symptoms of a heart attack. You know, one of the reasons the risk factors tend to occur more often in black Americans is because of the environments and communities in which we are exposed. The kidney failure is really interesting because I remember I was at the Harvard School of Public Health when New England Journal of Medicine um, published an article that essentially asked the question, why are um, African Americans, African American diabetics, four times as likely to go into end-stage renal failure mm. as whites? The purpose of this podcast is not to admire problems. The purpose of this podcast is to identify issues that are impacting education, either directly or indirectly, and to provide for you recommendations for how to resolve the issues that have been identified so that you may continue about the business of ensuring that all students gain equitable access to a quality education. African Americans are more likely to suffer from heart disease. Black people are disproportionately harder hit by heart disease risk factors such as high blood pressure, diabetes, and obesity. Each year, more African-American women die more from heart disease than breast cancer, lung cancer, and strokes combined. African-Americans have the highest hypertension rate than any other group of people anywhere else in the world. Can you imagine what it's like to be a black person and to watch news broadcast after news broadcast and hear story after story after story repeat and report information such as this? I must admit, it literally makes my skin crawl when I have to listen to this. It's hard for me to read these reports and not ask, why is this the case? Surely there's nothing wrong with us. Is there something about our genetic makeup that makes us more likely to be prone to diseases of this nature? Questions and questions and questions that I pose and ask to myself every time I have to sit and listen to these statistics. It breaks my heart. I am doctor of education, and although my field of study and areas of expertise require that I engage in study with the same level of rigor as a medical doctor, medicine is actually not my chosen field of study. I am saying all that to say I do not speak to this topic from a medical perspective but more out of a sincere concern for the well-being of the students that I serve and have served and the adults, the parents, and community members that serve as their first teachers. So now that I have stated the obvious and what we have all come to know to be true, I'll speak about something that matters to me specifically as it relates to this topic. 
It is related to the fact that in some, but not all cases, I don't want to make sweeping generalizations, what I would call the root cause of the problem. I want to address a basic but an important factor that has bothered me for many years, and I do mean many years, and I want to talk about it. You see, because of the nature of my work, I move. I like to say I move about the universe. I move about the universe in not only predominantly black neighborhoods, but I've also moved about the universe in predominantly white neighborhoods. Uh, in fact, from a professional perspective, I've had the honor, and I do call it an honor, and I mean it sincerely, to have served in school districts serving a majority of white students and in school districts serving a majority Latino students, as well as serving in districts um, where a greater majority of the community and the student population from an ethnicity perspective is black. So not only have I contributed to the districts uh, that I have described, but I've also learned a lot. I've seen a lot that also frames my, um, my reference points. You see, I know what it's like to work in a district where the resources that are made available to the students and their teachers are plentiful. Been there, done that. But I've also served in districts where a greater majority of black students uh, were in attendance and the resources were not so plentiful today. For the purpose of this discussion, I want to talk about the communities that actually surrounds the districts that I have described and my experience with fast food chains, which I don't visit the fast food restaurants nearly as often as I used to because it's really just not healthy to do so every day. The bottom line is that, again, there is something that I observed for many, many years and I want to speak about it publicly. I literally began to observe, one, I want to tell you that I absolutely love tea. I like to go for high tea. I love hot tea. I love iced tea. Probably iced tea is my favorite, especially on a sunny day. I absolutely love tea. Yet, what I have found is that far too often I am unable to obtain unsweetened iced tea in the drive throughs or inside the fast food chain restaurants where a greater majority of the people that live in the community are black, bottom line. So I want to talk about it. I literally began to make it an experiment over two years ago as I moved about. I would roll through one drive through in a black community and again, sincere, sincere, and ask, may I please have an unsweetened iced tea? only to be informed that that was not an option and that only sweet tea was available. And so then I would literally on the same day and within just a few minutes drive just a few miles or so away, moving closer to a community serving majority white people and would ask the same question. Good afternoon. Good morning. May I please have a large unsweetened iced tea with extra ice? And without hesitation, when I was in the drive-thrus of the communities that serve majority white people, um, it would be made available to me without hesitation over and over again. And this happened for over a two-year time span because I was just curious about whether or not it was just me having a moment 
And the truth is that's not, that was not the case. So how can I not talk about this? The bottom line, be it intentional or unintentional, I see this as a form of discrimination, to be quite frank. Regardless of the ethnic backgrounds of the owners or the management or the managers of the establishments, this negatively contributes to the factors that shorten the life expectancy of black Americans. And respectfully, I'd like to see something done about it. I would like to see there always be an option for the adults in the communities that I describe, particularly the black communities, to be able to choose between sweet tea and unsweetened tea. And preferably, I would like for unsweetened tea to be made available and sugar on the side so that for public consumption so that the members of the public can decide how much sugar they want to add to their tea. The reason why that is so important to me, some may say, Doc, like, why are you making such a big deal out of this? Because I could go on for hours and you know I could certainly, amongst other people in our nation, produce podcasts that really move in on this conversation about uh, hypertension, diabetes, the stress, and to be quite frank, some of the trauma that is experienced in the black community that um, negatively impacts far too many, I'll say in this case, use behavior. Okay, I'm just going to say what I didn't plan on saying, which is a part of what makes me feel real sensitive about this topic right now is, um, I'll just say related to watching on the news also, how many young black adults in the city are taking each other's lives. And yes, I paused because that wasn't really the angle that I wanted to take, but it's true. It's true that I'm really bothered by that. And um, as much as I seek to educate, I seek to understand why things are the way that they are. And when I think about um, hypertension and when I think about stress and I think about trauma, and I think about the fact that young people have more access to liquor stores than they do to a ballpark, than they do to um, a YMCA, than they do to a swimming pool. And then we wonder why some of our young adults, again, not all, I do not make sweeping generalizations, but then we wonder why um, our kids are hyper- we wonder why so many kids feel lost and they they find themselves members of gangs. They find themselves quick to anger. Again, I didn't plan to say this, um, but I think that all of um, the issues around hypertension, living in food deserts, not having access to the appropriate nutrients, I think that all of that might play a factor in how um, the children or the young adults that I'm describing are behaving. <sighs> so back to the topic at hand. Far too often, black people live in what is referred to as uh, food deserts with limited access to grocery stores and farmers markets. So there's very little to no access to fresh fruits and vegetables. In instances such as the one that I have just described, the fast food chains, which offer food, as we know, at a much lower cost than high-end 
restaurants become the main source of nourishment for many of my people. Therefore, it remains imperative that the providers of food via fast food restaurants consider the well-being of the people that they serve by making a concentrated effort to address issues which negatively impact the social, the emotional, and I must add, the academic well-being of the students that we serve and the adults within their community, with the end result being to extend or expand the life expectancy rates of Black Americans as opposed to negatively contributing to it. Thank you for listening to the Sonya Whitaker Podcast 2.0. You can follow Sonya on all social media platforms at Sonya Whitaker, S-O-N-Y-A-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. Also, you can access her podcasts on her website, SonyaWhitaker.com. Click on live and on-demand radio to listen to previous podcast episodes.